Rallycross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Welcome to this week's episode of Canny Cross Conversations and this week we have James Lewington on. He is currently the British Male Bike Jaw Champion and we are really excited to learn about Bike Jaw. So last week we had a Scooter on and this week we're going to find out more about Bike Jaw. So welcome James. Hello there. Do tell us about you. <laughs> right, um, so I'm into this lovely um, sport. Uh, I uh, I sort of found my way into it um, six, seven years ago um, through canny crossing um, and uh, started to collect dogs then and, and find my love for the sport. Um, shortly, uh, shortly after, I managed to pick up a bit of an injury that prevented me from running. Um, and that's why I ended up sort of converting myself to, to using a bike or uh, sometimes a scooter. But um, yeah, a, a wheeled method, if you like, to uh, to exercise these lovely dogs of ours. And, so, and that's how I managed to fall into bike jaw, basically. Uh, you mentioned you collect dogs there, James. How many do you have? Uh, I have nine in my kennels. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not small dogs, are they, James? No, well, um, no, not at all. Um, uh, yes, they, they do require a bit of space um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of exercise. So you you, you started off canny crossing. What dog did you have then? Or um, so um, it's an Alaskan Malamute is my original um, original running partner. She's um, she's 11 years old now, um, but I used to do lots of running um without dogs basically i know that that is a sport running without dogs apparently yeah. um uh, and um for, for a local running club really and um i did it sort of um in my early 40s really and um was really enjoying it and then just hit a, hit, a, hit a wall in my sort of running experience if you like and a lot of people said this kind of happens to, to runners that you it's peaks and troughs really and yeah. um, i was watching my watch too much if you like focusing on splits and times and races and things and they said really what you need to do is throw your watch away and, and go out and um uh, and just go and run in the countryside and, and forget about times and forget about this and they said have you got a dog because you, you could you could use you could take your dog with you and just just go for a run in the countryside and uh yeah that's that's how i managed to sort of get into canny crossing and um uh, because i had an alaskan malamute she was a, she couldn't really be off lead if you liked with their very high prey drive animals these yeah. are so she was better off attached and yeah i just started running yeah running with a dog and from there i bumped into other people running with their dogs and 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 yeah from there the competition started um <coughs> and I'd start turning up to canny cross competitions and soon realised that there's this big world of, of canny people canny crossing, biking, scooting, rigs, you know, all the various um, disciplines that you can have. And um, the, I sort of got very interested in it, but with the welfare situations, you can only use, you can only run a dog once in one discipline per day because of the distances. I, I started to yes, kind of collect dogs and, um, <laughs> and and enter many more competitions on the same day. You know, sometimes we were driving quite far up and down the country, and it seemed a long way to go just for for one race. So yeah, it, it seemed a good idea. It seemed a good idea to um, yeah to, to to take on a few more dogs and and be able to um, yeah compete in more more classes basically because yeah I lo love what I was doing. So what, um, what dogs have you got now? 
Um, so yeah, nine in total. Alaskan Malamute being the oldest, um, the oldest dog that I've got. Um, then I've got two uh, Spanish rescue hounds called Pedencos. Um, I've then got a border collie, just a, a standard old border collie, bless. Um, and then, then the list sort of starts to get a bit more sort of houndy types of so these sort of graysters and hounds, um, of which I've got five of those really. So, um, uh, yeah, they, they're all unique in their own way. Um, and, um, yeah, keep me on my toes. That's fantastic. So just tell us, uh, because obviously we've got a huge audience out here. Um, what, and we, we normally talk canny cross cause that's what we do. Um, what is bike duel? Um, so it, it is, um, it is as it sounds, we are using a bike. Um, and, and the great thing about the bike duel is it is a, it's a regular bike. Um, all, albeit as, as expensive as you like, or as, or as cheap as you like, really. Um, and, and we attach typically one dog um, to, to the bike um, in a very similar way to Canny Cross is, is attached to the human with, with the sort of a, the dog being in, in his own harness. Uh, and there's a, a bungee lead that attaches the dog to the bike, um, we, sort of around about the handlebar area. There's a, a stem, it's called. So the, the bike, the, the, the dog is attached to the bike um securely like it is with the human um the only slight difference is we have an arm that we can buy and it's an aftermarket part it's not part of the bike um so it can be removed quite easily and that just maybe keeps the the line out of the front wheel so it's like an extension um like an extension arm that keeps yeah the line from fouling in the moving front wheel um and that's basically it, really, in in the in the terms of um, specialist quip, equipment. Obviously, we, we still use a helmet and gloves and and other equipment if you want to. Some people use a lot of sort of um, crash protection equipment for themselves in case they come off. Um, but yeah, hel- helmets normally mandatory, um, and gloves is, is not a bad idea. Um, but but apart from that, yeah, standard mountain bikes is what we use. So you could go out and do this with any bike, basically, as long as you've got an arm. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. Any, any, again, any mountain bike, uh, throughout, throughout history, people have experimented with types of bikes in, in, in competitions, especially in sort of the high end competitions, people are kind of maybe pushing the boundaries with, with the type of bike they use in, in, in a quest to, to get the most amount of speed, you know, obviously some, some bikes are, are built for, for greater, for, for quicker speeds, if you like, but then their off-road capabilities aren't so, so great. So, um, you know, people have, have experimented with these types of bikes to, to, to get that slightly quicker speed, but sometimes that can result in um, not actually making it around the course. So, you know, a, a DNF or a did not finish is, is yeah, is, is not a good idea. So um, there are various um, types of mountain bike that can be used. Um, again, it, it all depends on how much you kind of want to spend on one, really. Um, but yeah, basically any any mountain bike is, is suitable for this. And how do you how do you get started in it? Because I know kind of like when you've got two feet on the floor, it feels a bit safer, you know, with your dog attached to you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I say, because I'd come, <laughs> yeah, because I'd come from the Canny Cross background. The, the command for me, it's it's quite important that the, the you you build that relationship, that trust, and especially with the young dogs, that that learning experience is done still through Canny Cross, which I know is difficult for some people because they just aren't runners. And 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 say currently, I I class myself as one of those people, and I've had I've had new dogs come through the system in recent years that I've not just not been able to run myself to get that, that basic understanding of, 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 of a pulling sport into them. You know, it's, it's because with the candy cross, it's a lower speed. You've got two feet on the floor uh, and if it all goes wrong, it's not far to go sort of thing. Yeah. Bike, bike during and, and the scooter to a, to a degree is, yeah, you're traveling at much higher speeds the the, the risk for things to go wrong is greater and, and unfortunately they happen at higher speeds as well so um i actually probably started off obviously canny crossing and then i did actually move to scooter so for me the scooter was the first choice of wheel um and and they are slightly easier to get on and off so whilst your feet still aren't on the floor they're on a scooter they're not far from the floor so the ability to be able to sort of um remove yourself from the scooter and, and slow your dogs down is a very simple process on a scooter um again it's all speed relative but you know i, I do find that the scooter is a, is, a, is a slightly safer way to learn the wheeled sport than a bike maybe um and also you, you can be going at a slightly slower speed because you know the, the scoot has no means of propelling itself whereas a bike is you've got that chain and the human element can give that extra Push. um push it and 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 yeah you, you can be going quite quick especially for sort of these non-purpose-bred dogs you, the purpose-bred dogs will, will not only run fast they'll pull hard as well whereas yeah. i've had dogs that um they're very quick dogs you know i find with with dog speeds that they're, they're pretty similar um the only difference with the smaller dogs is they haven't got the, the strength to be sort of pulling you so on a scooter where all that effort is from the dog it, it can be a bit slower you know it's sl slightly safer um uh, and than, than the bike so <clears throat> yeah f for me it's always it's always been you know can can he cross your dog first and competitions typically although there's just recently been a rule change is, is competitions used to allow sort of um 12 months <clears throat> a dog to be 12 months can compete in canny cross but for the wheel events they needed to be 18 months so this yeah. was always a good opportunity for me to, to canny cross my dogs in that early stages in competitions and training um to get the basic directions into them and, and, and the feeling of pulling into a harness before moving on to a bike um <clears throat> i do i do see lots of questions on social media with people wanting to get into the sport <clears throat> and jump straight into bike jaw and they all it's always how do we do this and it, it is a tricky one you know it is a tricky one to answer it, it is very all dependent on the dog if, if the dog has got that high drive it's slightly easier to do but if your dog's a bit of a squirrel chaser um there is there is a chance that things can go wrong and uh, yeah very high speed so um it's not as easy to get into as canny cross i, I would say but yeah. e equally you know with a with a bit of yeah with a bit of research and and a, and a bit of time and certainly space and you know it's where you decide to do it you know I, I would be choosing sort of open trails and places that are very safe to start off with before moving on to sort of enclosed trails that have, have got sort of more trees for you to hit maybe yeah and and but scootering is quite hard for the human isn't it because the technique of scootering is harder from what we learned you know with with Kev is yeah so 
absolutely it's, you know, it's something that you as a obviously as a very small child people have always sort of used scooters and yeah. played around with scooters but as adults we don't really go around scooting so it's that sort of the, the sort of group sets that you need for the muscles is, is something that definitely needs to be worked on to, to, to get the most out of scooting or to get the, the, the greater speeds, if you like. But fundamentally, with a scooter, you could just stand on there with two feet on the foot plate and just let the dog do all the work, which is, um, you know, which w- w- will not be as fast if, as if you're assisting them. Yeah. So, um, and equally on a bike, you know, you can um, you can just sit on a bike and not pedal and let the dog pull. But so so for me, it's very important in the early stages not not to um, not to cause any distress on the dog. So if if they if they look like they are struggling a bit um on the bike jaw you can always put that little bit of assistance in and, and help them out so it's not just a you, you don't want them to with all dogs you never want to set them up to fail you always want to set them up to achieve so you know if they if they if you're coming across a hill on a scooter you 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 have to help them out because letting them pull you up that hill is quite quite tough for some dogs so you really want to be able to give a bit of assistance and, and you can do that on a scoot but I find it's a bit of a smoother delivery if it's on the bike. So, so helping them with a little bit of pedaling on the bike to just get up that hill is, is very easy on a bike, I find. Whereas a scooter, you need to perfect that technique to, to be scooting in between their strides. Um, so you're not sort of upsetting them too much um, whilst they're pulling you up that hill. <clears throat> so what kind of speeds can you get up to on the bike then, James? Um, so, uh, for me with my faster dogs, um, sorry, I'm gonna have to talk in kilometers per hour. Um, that's kind of what I train in. Um, I get told that I'm very French for doing this, but, um, for me, we, we, you know, for most of the training sessions, we average around 30 kilometers an hour, um, for the training sessions, um, which I believe, which is about 20, 21 miles an hour. That's fast. Yeah, yeah. So some some areas of the training were, were going faster, uh, and obviously some were going slower. But it's nice to come back and see a, a nice high average. That's you know, that to me is is an indication on how how well a session's gone. Um, and that's it's a great thing with a bike job because I typically just use one dog on the bike, and and you get a real sense of um of a bond with the dog you can tell what the dog's doing individually if you if you've got two three four five dogs in a team pulling a scooter and a rig some, sometimes you don't get that individual feel on which which dog is 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 pulling whereas on a bike you you, you can normally tell before you even come back and download your data that you've had a good session because the, the dog is the dog has the dog has pulled well and and you know i've been doing this for many years now and uh, i still know for on the reason why some dogs they just have off days you know and then yeah. you come back from a session and, and the data isn't as high as some other sessions but don't we all they're like humans you know that they they yeah. just have their you know they could be could be it for, for, for many reasons but yes sometimes you can come back and it's yeah you you know the data is going to be good and, and you look yeah. and it's, yeah you're very surprised it's it's nice and high and so do you what what so the races are 5k i assume they're still the same aren't they yes i mean what, but they what, again they vary uh you know some some events hold shorter distances which is great for up and coming dogs or even yeah. if you've got a dog that's coming out of injury or anything like that and, and some of them hold a, a reduced distance maybe 3k uh, and sometimes if the if the weather and the temperatures are too high you know they'll reduce the course yeah. length um but generally we aim for around about 5k for most races so what what time would you do that in, in a race 
Um, so again, a lot of it depends on the terrain uh, and and in particular the the, um, the the how much vertical there is, or how many hills there are. If you've got lots of hills, lots of corner, and lots of mud, the time will will range. Um, considerably to a fast flat course so um, I've raced a couple of times this season already and, and both courses have been around the 5k um, uh, and one one court one one race I was just under 10 minutes for the 5k um, wow. and the other one I was near a 14 minutes so um, but the, the the terrains were incredibly different you know that they, they, one was very t- tricky technical hills roots and rocks and the other was um for the one of them had four kilometers of, of open field flat field and um one sort of a one kilometer techie section but i think i was um, at that yeah. one, flat one yeah so the, that's it that that course there is, is a great course surface wise you know it's very yeah. uniform it's great it's grass it's good it gets a bit um boring. Yeah, yeah. So for, for me, it's keeping. I don't mind myself. You know, it's it's just keeping those dogs interested. And, and I always find a lovely tree lined, a tree lined path is going to keep them a lot more interested than than, than open fields. But you know, at the same time, I, I appreciate that not everyone wants to be hanging on for dear life and wondering if they're going to make it around the course. And they quite like that sort of openness. Yeah. So a variety mm-hmm. is good. You know, if we had every if we had every course that was technical, it'd be too much. But Again, if everything was open fields, I would find that quite uninteresting as well. So, yeah, variety is always the key, I think. So I I have a question for you, James. (laughs) You talk about the training you're doing. You've got nine dogs. Uh, Okay, I appreciate some of them are older, but... How do you get all this training done for your dogs? Because, you know, just going out, walking the dog sometimes is fitting it in your day. Yeah, it's it is tough. It's a, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's not just uh, it's not just a hobby. Um, uh, it is a it's a huge lifestyle and, and one that my wife reminds me countlessly that she didn't sign up for when, when we got married. And, and <laughs> I, that's yeah, that's kind of the hardest thing sometimes is um, I miss out on lots of things that there at say normal people do you know this is this is normal for me but other yeah. people sort of look on and say um you know how do you do that and yeah i i've made a lot of sacrifices you know and, and um it just it just wouldn't be possible without the team and support i've got around me you know it's 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 one of those things that i i don't think i would have progressed without a team and support um because i have yeah such great team rates if you like it's slightly it makes it slightly easier um my son being into the sport as he is you know that's been to me the the, you know the biggest the biggest thing is 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 that he's interested and it's great to have you know yeah he's he's done incredibly well he got into the sport a couple of years ago and he's sort of come along to a lot of events and um yeah he's he's doing very well you know to the point where there's a lot of competition between myself and him you know we're very close in ability um and and yeah it, it's it's good to see you know it's, it's a great feeling um is he canny crossing or bike drawing no he bike draws so again he's he's in hand of his father's ability to not run should i say rather than run yeah. um so it's all about biking to him so he he kind of enjoys he, he enjoys biking anyway he quite likes to go biking with his friends at weekends and stuff so he enjoys the biking so that the bike draw just comes um kind of natural to him um but you know he helps me out a lot with the training you know he'll he'll come out a lot with me in the in the dark evenings and 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 help me train train the dogs um yeah you're you're right in the sense that i've got nine but four of them don't get involved in the training as much 
um, just purely because I call them my ex racers, you know, that they're, they're sort of tailing on towards eight, nine, 10 years of age. <clears throat> and, and they don't, they don't really enjoy the harness work. They come for the exercise, um, but they don't really enjoy the harness. So it's, it's really, for me, it's, it's five dogs that require the sort of harness training, um, all year round if you like I'm, I'm intrigued to know yeah. because actually we need to find some more people to talk about this because what what is, does your training look like so we're in season now but coming in yeah. season, because I mean I just go out and run with pickle uh, uh you know maybe three times a week I don't know what yeah. you run quite a lot with um poppy don't you Michelle yeah Although, yeah we're generally out three four times a week yeah Michelle doesn't race yet but I've got to keep saying this until she does um <laughs> <laughs> she's just ignoring me now can you see that <laughs> blank face <laughs> but what does the training look like is it like you would train a human or what, what's the training like yeah so if we start with the closeies, you know we, we get a lovely little downtime if you like where the temperatures are a bit too high for harness so for me it's about letting them just free run lots you know so i can i can take um i'm quite fortunate that the, the dogs that i do have have uh, a reasonable level of recall uh, and to to a degree they can be sort of treated like normal dogs yeah. um so in, in the off season i have a, a fortunate i've got a, a field that i can rent very 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 close to where i live um so that's one source for me just to let them sort of have a free run and, and you know blow off some steam i'm also very close to a, a local forest that they can um uh, yeah do the same i'm i'm i i sh yeah I, i've had issues with letting mine free run i think um the biggest problem is is they do quite a lot of harness work and and, and a fair bit of free free running but i find with the free running is if if i do ever get injuries to my dogs it always tends to be with the free running because they, they just know of one speed and it's flat out and um you know sometimes they'll just run through shrubs they shouldn't do and things on the floor that they run across sort of rocks and roots and sharp bits and pieces that they'll come across in in, in the forest and they tend to come back with you know a cut pad or a, or, a, or a limp or something and it always seems to be from them letting them free run so whilst they have a lot of free running i i just feel safer that, that when they're in harness you know and, and i know there's a lot of dogs out there that only experience the harness stuff because they've got zero recall and they're always on the lead yeah. um so um yeah it is it is tough in in the in the close season if you like trying to sort of you, you're never building on it but just trying to maintain what you've what you've got really is is that is is a hard thing in the summer um but of course at the moment that's kind of extended to now you know you, i know we're in full, we're sort of in the season now and we're in full flow but um we've got these ridiculously high temperatures at the moment and you know yeah. i can i can tell you know I, I know what condition my dogs finished the season last year and um you know we, we're a little bit off that at the moment because we mm. just haven't been able to you know put the training into them at the moment just because of the temperatures um but but typically this time of year, I I suppose I guess again it's quite tactical. You know, pe people will train their dogs, um, yeah, differently. It's, it is it is it can you can use the human element, you can use um, how you train a human. But I like to kind of sort of replicate race meetings really, which is you know you've got two days of intense racing over a weekend um followed by followed by a little period of rest so I, I kind of my training carries on from from the weekend really so if i race at the weekend then i'll then i'll give them a, a day or two of rest afterwards 
and then we'll try and replicate racing in the midweeks. So during the week, we'll, we'll have a, a, another a two-day event. So we'll, we'll train Wednesday and a Thursday, say, um, in the morning um, to try and sort of replicate that race um, scenario of, of working a couple of days. And then, then we'll give them a day or two off in between. Um, and then, then you're back to the weekend where you're either potentially racing or, or you'll train them again over the weekend. So, yeah, that, that's all I try and do for mine. But again, a lot of them are very, let's say, I, I, I can, I've got the ability and the resources to be able to maybe train a couple of my dogs in a harness and let the others free run yeah. at the same time. So they'll sort of run along by the side or in front a lot of the time. And so they'll run in front while I train a couple of dogs on a scooter or a bike so um it's 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 kind of a, it's it's not a, a sort of a, a an easy it's it's very daily it's very you know i very i very vary my training it's, there's nothing um specific with my training you know some some days some dogs have just off days you can see yeah. you know when when you harness them up to take them out to the van you, you can see some of the dogs are really up for it and some of them yeah they're not so and and I kind of make my decision on where I'm going to train and how I'll train on yeah just looking at my dogs and seeing how they feel I think that's quite yeah and you do as you say when you get a bond with your dog as well you kind of know what they're feeling don't you I mean Pickle's been in you know in season this last couple of weeks and I've run with her but yeah. it's, it's, it's nothing you know she's just mm. slow and and yeah but you can tell if you, you just know when your dog's having yeah, yeah, yeah and you're just not up for it and again where i've got so many you know if one's just not up for it there'll be another one that is so that's yeah. the one that gets yeah, the, the, the specific training or the the focus training and the others can just come out and enjoy the air you know and enjoy the running so who do, how do, do you sort of see how the training goes going up to a competition and then do you decide which dogs you're going to use in the competition or do you use all of them yeah no i will all all, all my um, purpose bred will get a run out in the competition um yeah we've we've obviously got a, a quite a, a major competition coming up um next week and um yes the, the training and focus leading up to this event has 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 been the main priority you know we are we are training for this event if you like so um if we can yeah if we can we train if the temperatures are too high we can't um i've got um I've got a dog that's um, that's being loaned out to a runner in, in in this competition coming up. So he's spending a lot of time focusing on running that particular dog on a as a particular um, discipline. Um, so that's that's great. That's sort of one of the dogs out of the equation. And then for me, it's the four others. We we are yeah we're still undecided. For me, I need to yes. Yeah, so for me, it's very much um, course depending. So um, some of my dogs um perform better in certain conditions than other dogs do so yeah i will normally sort of choose the the dog once i know the course now obviously in the uk um we've raced to quite a lot of the courses um over the over the last few years so we kind of already know what type of course is available but weather can have a lot of say on the course so what a nice fast flowing course could have a you know a downpour the night before and that all of a sudden doesn't become fast and flowing so yeah. um yeah i will choose yeah i will choose the dog to the course really is is 
is is a nice luxury i've got not some people just own one dog and that's the dog you're going to turn up and run with whereas i sort of uh, yeah i i have a, a, a i have options is what i say which is which is a nice feeling to have um and obviously with my son you know in tow with that we'd sit down and the night before we typically get to a race venue and get set up and go around the course and see what the course is like and then in the evening when we're having our meal that would be the time when we sort of have a chat and decide who's suited best for what dog yeah that's great and so where can people try out bike job because it's one of those things that i think i'd want someone who knows what they're talking about to, to show me is there anywhere i know they yeah. do a very occasionally yeah. the races don't they but yeah so some of the races do have sort of little taster sessions I, I don't know it's not it's not many of them it is it is difficult um it is really difficult because without um obviously the scooter requires quite a lot of um expense to, to buy a scooter mm. which you wouldn't really recommend for somebody starting out you know the whereas the bike jaw, the equipment is is a lot less. Um, the special equipment is a lot less to buy. Say there's arm and and and, and, a, and a bungee lead and a harness for your dog, and and locations are very difficult as well. Um, you know, a lot of places require permits for the training, um, and um, yeah, just you just need permission to train a lot of places. Um, I'm quite fortunate around here that we've got some sort of unrestricted bridleways that we can use but i'm yeah but on the other hand they are uh, shared they're shared trails you know quite yeah. often horses and you know mm. other people are on there so for me that it's the time that i go training and um again just because it's late at night or very early in the morning doesn't mean you won't bump into people because other people tend to use the trails that early that also want a bit of privacy so the, the sort of dogs that you do come across the trails at that time of day normally are the ones that you don't normally want to come across the trails on so it is it is difficult um, but i think because a lot of my trails are local and we've been doing it for so many years you get to know when you know when's the safe time to, to travel and, and and just train should i say train and when's not so yeah. yeah it is difficult people would need to yeah find a suitable place and then find out if they've got kind of permission to do that yeah. private land is, is brilliant if you've got you know some people have got lots of access to sort of lots of land um and they can um you train as and when they like that's that's great but i've got to use kind of yeah public spaces unfortunately um f for me and yeah. and it's, yeah it can be difficult um yeah yeah it, 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 say, it is no go on I say is it, it? It's probably one of the most difficult ones to get. It Pro probably rigs is the more difficult because that's you know a sledge with wheels. Um, that's even more difficult because you, you're talking multiple dogs then. So you're, you're normally minimum four between four and six dogs on a rig. You need a lot of space, you know, to be training dogs with that much equipment, you know, and and um, that for that reason, that's one of the reasons why I, I'm not into that sort of particular discipline if mm. if you want because of the, the yeah because of the access to training it just um, seems it just seems such a shame i don't know what you th think michelle because actually if you do get injured running but you you know you've done canny cross before it seems like the natural thing to go into and lots as you say it's not going to be that expensive because if you've got a mountain bike you've just got to get a few extra things haven't you yeah so, and i'm assuming you can use the same harness and do you need a longer bungee line than you would canny crossing yeah so that's that's correct um yeah. slightly longer bungee line just to give you that little bit more yeah. space between you and the dog when you when you're when you're running actually people like to use quite a short bungee line sometimes to get that control over the dog um but but with biking um 
generally speaking, it's a, a slightly longer, but only only by mm. not even half a meter. So it's not a huge amount of difference. But um, yeah, 0.2, 0.3 of a meter is is normally the, the bike jaw lines um, uh, just slightly longer. Well, there's a, there's a, if someone wants to start a business, there's one that they should be doing. Yeah. I mean, did you say they had trial sessions at Goodworth? They did, didn't they? Um, they had canny cross trial sessions at Goodworth, yeah. Oh, did they um, but not, 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 mm, no, no, I think, because yeah. no, because I took part in the bike tour there, yes. But yeah, they didn't I mean, that would be the ideal place, really, to, to have a go. Yeah. 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 Again, but it, it's, it's also quite difficult because, um, yeah, just because of yeah, when you're on a wheel, the, the speeds are greater, and, and mm-hmm. for me, there's there is a lot more that can go wrong and go wrong quickly. And I'm not trying to put sort of the people off of the off of the sport, but um, yeah, 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 you've got moving parts. You know, you've got a wheel that's that's yeah. turning round, um, and it's very important that you you don't run your dog over. You know, that can sort of destroy a lot of confidence when when you're running with a dog. The worst thing that can kind of happen is they see a squirrel and take you off into a hedge, or or they just. But I mean. Have you have you had that instance when you're sort of driving, riding, uh, sort of canny crossing along, and then your decide, dog decides that it needs to stop and go oh, to the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we have that at 25 mile an hour. You know, mm. it can be. This is yeah, it can be very scary. Um, a lot of my dogs give me a small indication that they're going to do it. You know, and it normally is a glance over their shoulder followed by a change in their gait you know you can just their they're running goes from full running to the sort of back legs do a little bit of a, a little bit of a dance and they look over to as if to say i'm going to stop that um but if you miss that little opportunity you, you're 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 tra- you're traveling at 25 mile an hour to, to zero very quickly uh, and you know uh, uh, you, you need you need you need a plan b <laughs> about that you know i just yeah. computer yeah that, so, I mean, generally, we try and train our dogs to go beforehand, and ninety nine percent of the time they do. But you know, yeah. we do have we do have these little times when, um, yeah, when we train. Normally, it's normally for me. It's when I train a different time of the day. So, at certain times of the day, we can get them out, they can go, and then we can train without a problem. Um, they like their but routines, it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and so, but sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes I'm training at a different time of the day. And, you, you don't know whether they've been or not. So you, you're taking them for their little walk at the start and encouraging them to go. But if they're not, you know, you can't hang around for half an hour or so just until they go. So you, you hook them up and you, you're just sort of a bit more aware of the situation then. <clears throat> but yeah, that's no, that's another thing that can go wrong. Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it is a shame that there's nowhere where you can really try it out and give it a go. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there are... Yeah, there are some centres out there, I believe, that that do these sort of experiences that you can go and sit on a uh, ride on a, a rig and experience everything. And and I suspect there you could ask and inquire. Could you? Could yeah, I? Yeah, could I do? Yeah. Could I do bike tour then? Um, but um, it's it's probably slightly safer to do it in a group of people, you know, because if it does yeah. go wrong, there's someone around. Yeah. Um, and maybe you know, I I would probably I've we've sort of helped a few people out in the past before and, and really we can put a sort of a fast canny crosser out first um followed by somebody trying bike jaw in the middle and then and then a reasonably fast canny crosser at the, at the rear and then then the sort of bike jaw is sort of sandwiched in between two canny crossers 
um, and they're there. You know, if there's a problem, they can kind of help out. But you know, it can be done at slow speeds in open spaces. And then if the bike your dog is sort of chasing the the, the canny crosser in front, everything is nice and uniform, and everyone's pulling forward, and you're not getting that sort of lateral pull, which yeah. can cause the problems. Um, yeah, that's sort of a safe thing. And then then we can use sort of a field. Um, that's the trouble is when you try and use a big open space that would be nice and um, safe um you've got that the dog lacking interest and focus so um this is this is what yeah that's it so this is why i I think if you get the if you get the canny cross right and you get that dog running and that bond formed in in canny cross you know moving to bike jaw isn't such a a big thing for me you know that that, that, that's the sort of natural progression i i Um, I mean i still don't think i'm going to try it but um (laughs) i I suspect i'm a rider <laughs> to trust myself on a bike with the dog <laughs> no but it's 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 been fascinating yeah. and um thank you so much james for for your time um, no no problem um, for doing that you are going off to it's front is it germany you're going to germany yes yeah, yeah. you're going yeah. to germany so hopefully we can get some feedback from from that and maybe get you to do a little bit of stuff for us but we'll talk to you about that afterwards but Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Bike Jar. Will you give it a go? I'm not sure Michelle and I will. Don't forget to subscribe if you are new here and share with your friends. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a review. See you next time.